Hey chicks, welcome back to another episode. This is Sarah. This is Victoria. And we are the Authentic Chicks. Hell yeah, we are. All right, so we're here with Kathleen Garrison. Hello, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm peachy. How about you? <laughs> It's so weird. Although when we talk to each other, we don't have microphones. I know. We usually just vent all the time, but we yeah. never have a freaking mic in our face. So this Thank is fun. goodness, because. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen was just talking to me about all the Vanderpump Rules drama. Oh. I do not follow any of this, and I know Sarah the doesn't either. hot, baby. <laughs> hot. Piping hot. <laughs> so tell us. Tell us. I don't oh. follow any of this, so please inform me. So I've been watching Vanderpump since, like, pretty much when it started like i watched it and um so i'm like a fan of the old vanderpump but so we have ariana and tom there's two tom so there's tom schwartz and there's tom sandoval tom sandoval and ariana have been dating for nine years now and so i felt i started watching vanderpump when he was with Kristen. you know oh. whatever but <laughs> not a fan of her but no oh. but so now he's with ariana well raquel is a character or well yeah i guess she's on the show and she dated james kennedy okay and so her and james kennedy were engaged mm -hmm. tom Sandoval helped plan their whole engagement. Ooh. They they decided to part amicably. They decided that they weren't going to be together anymore, Raquel and James Kennedy. Well, on this season, it all comes out that Tom Sandoval has been having a relationship with Raquel while he's still dating Ariana <gasps> the whole time. Yeah, it's been, they've been they've had like a relationship for like six months. Now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the tea, baby, the tea. See, I feel like it's too late for me to get into all no, this now. No, it's never too late. Never <laughs> say never. It's okay, so Kathleen, you also go by KG. Yes. Or Katie. Or Katie. She's the woman of three names. Yes. <laughs> and if, you know, you catch me at the hospital, I have my patients call me other names. So oh. <laughs> well, I have a couple names there. So depending on the patient. <laughs> so Kathleen is a nurse and you work at UofL? Yes, I work okay. at University Hospital. Um, I'm a shift coordinator right now. So I basically assist with mixed acuity. I'm like a resource nurse. So I kind of okay. just um, help uh, nurses who just anything like help um, new nurses um, kind of uh, grow their skills, te you know, education. We kind of come um, if you are having issues or uh, maybe with a coworker or if you have um just really just anything we kind of help you with and then also too like if shit's hitting the fan and you're on the unit and you're like oh my gosh i'm dying i'm drowning i need help like we'll come just mm -hmm. do like as tasks to assist you so you can kind of get your head above water yes it's getting pretty getting pretty wild being a nurse so <laughs> yeah it's a uh, it's a crazy time to be a nurse i feel yes, like some of your yes. stories i'm like i don't know how you do it <laughs> i we always say at uofl and i feel like uofl gets the worst of the worst but we always say that like we should write a book because oh, 100%. the stuff that goes down there is like i'm like you can't make this up but i like i mean you know it creates good stories so we met um we both tried out for cycle bar together we had no idea who each other were i remember yes. seeing you and i'm like who is this girl and i think you you said the same thing about me we yeah. were like I don't know you. Why are you here? Yeah, yeah like who type is thing. Because we were we were like practicing yes. and in the studio, and yeah. it was like, you know, know yeah, we didn't we didn't know who each other were. We were yeah. like kind of in our own zone, and we were like, 
I thought you were someone important and I think you probably thought the same. So we never, we never crossed paths. Like we just kind of were there. We were, we were parallel in that room. And, um, so we, we tried out together and we both made it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that in itself created a really strong bond. And then the other thing that happened that created a really strong bond between the two of us is, um, we are both moms. Yes. And, so I want to kind of talk about that a little bit for everyone listening. Sarah's getting married this weekend. Yay. So as we're recording this, she's getting married this weekend. So I thought what a better time to bring Kathleen on here. And let's talk a little bit about being a mom. So excited. So excited. Thank you, Victoria. I'm so excited. Um, love, love y'all's podcast. Shout out to <laughs> chicks. Y'all are the two coolest people I know. Um, but no, I'm so excited. And yeah, I mean, we, I think being our age, most of our friends are either moms or becoming moms. So it's, yeah. you know, it's just nice to know, like, I don't know. I think about it all the time. My mom, she moved, um, when she was young, she moved, well, she married my dad and they moved to Alabama, which is where I'm from born and raised, but my mom is from Kentucky and she moved and had three kids and ha- had no one virtually. And I mm-hmm. just think all the time, I'm like, how did she do it? I'm like, cause I don't know what I would do without you. Like, I'm yeah. like, how, like, who did she call? I mean, obviously she called her mom, I'm sure. But you know, you just, you need, it's nice to have mom friends who you can call and that you're like, I feel like a bad mom and they can be like, okay, you're crazy. You're not, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. just nice to have, right. You know, those people. And it, it is crazy. I feel like raising a kid in this day and age is just insane in general because, yeah. you know, our parents and our grandparents, they basically just had the influence of what's going on right then and there and who, yeah. who's there, who's right around them at that yeah. time. Now I feel like my lord everyone oh. has an opinion on yeah. everything and don't even talk about being a mom on the internet yeah yeah <laughs> you know mom shamers are just the absolute worst and i i think it's really good that we had each other because i there were times where you would call me and you would say i'm this is what i'm doing is this wrong and i'm like absolutely not just just stop thinking <laughs> that and then i would do the same thing i'm like am i going crazy yeah. like <laughs> yeah please help me yeah. send help help yeah um, so yeah, I mean, the mom shamers in today's world are just everywhere all the time. And there have been many times where I feel like I've felt mom shamed in ways that oh, yeah, probably sure. did not even mean to make you feel that yeah. way. And that's yeah. the hard part. Yeah. A lot of times you're in your own head and you're like, oh my gosh, they're thinking this about me. Like I, you know, they're thinking, oh my gosh, what idiot mom over there would let her kid do A, B, C, and D or, you know, and you're just like, I'm just trying to survive, you know, and then, and half the time you realize they weren't thinking that at all. They Mm -hmm. were like thinking nothing, you know, like they were like, you know, looking at you because maybe they liked your shirt or something, you know, like you just, (laughs) like, I think we, we just get so in our heads. There was, there was actually a time the other day I was in Target and this little girl was just screaming and I could tell the mom was just she was stressed and I just kind of looked at her and gave her a little smile. And I, I wish sometimes there was like a, I didn't have Lane with me. I didn't have my kid with me at all. So I was like trying to think, is there anything in my cart that tells this girl that I'm a mom and that I get it? Because I feel like in that moment, she probably thought I was like mom shaming her, like get your kid in check. Yeah. But in reality, I wish there was like a big sign I could wear on my chest that says, I'm a mom and I get it. 
you should create a shirt that says that that yeah. should be like your shirt that yeah. you yeah I'm a mom I understand yeah yeah because it, it is kind of nice like sometimes yeah you you look around and you're just like I I don't uh, please somebody help me I know <laughs> like, I know everyone's judging me it's like but in reality I don't think they always are but then mm-hmm. there are some people who should just keep their opinions to themselves but mm-hmm. they choose not to yeah <laughs> but I think too it's important at least for me I've realized that you know the way I parent my child and what I do with my child is nobody's business but mine and my husband's exactly like ultimately it doesn't matter if somebody has an opinion on what we do it's not their kid so it right. really doesn't matter and right. you have to I think just remember that that at the end of the day, people are going to give you all kinds of advice and mm-hmm. they're going to tell you, oh, well, I did this or I did that. And it's like, I think it's great because you can take a little bit of what you want from other people. But remember that ultimately it is your decision how you parent your child. And yes. that's all that matters. If you and your husband or partner are OK with it, then it then it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. anyone else thinks. Like because mm-hmm. our kids are. um Complete opposites. Yes. Oh my very. Gosh. Very opposite. So with us, um, he w- did really well on a schedule. He was very like two AT. It had to be exact. And I think I held on to that a lot. Also, um, just trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, in the early stages, it's scary. Oh, it, yeah. You're and just I, like, I've been around kids my whole life. I yeah. have a lot of younger siblings. I've worked in daycares, but nothing can prepare you for being a parent. No, no. I mean, yeah, I'm saying like I worked in a NICU. I have cousins that are much younger than me that I, you know, watched grow up and babysat all the time and helped with. And my aunt ran a daycare. We were there every summer. Like, it, but when you have your own kid, like Maggie's first fever, I was like, I'm crying. Like I yeah. was literally crying, like on the phone, like, what do I do? Like, and it's like, she's fine. Like yeah. she's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> are you freaking out? You're, you're just, you don't know. You're just so scared. I know it is. And it's, it's hard because they can't tell you. They but can't. That, that is so, yeah. Cause you're just like what do you want? Yeah. Like what, just what, tell me what, what you hurts. Yeah. Like, do we need to go to the doctor? Yeah. Do we need to go to the hospital? Do we just, just like need angry? to give you some Motrin? Yeah. yeah. Like, do we just need some Tylenol? Yeah. Are you just hungry? Like, <laughs> do you just want to like, like, do you just need to be alone? Like, I don't know what you want. Like, you just need some me time. <laughs> you psycho. <laughs> like what you just want to say to them. Yes. But you can't. I, yeah. But I just feel like whatever works for us did not work for you guys. And, and I was always there to give you advice. This is what worked for us. And, and the difference is, is some of the advice I got, it was like, this is what worked for us. And this is the only way to do it. Yes. Yeah. And that was really hard for me to be like, okay, there are many ways to parent a child and, you don't have to do it exactly these ways. Yeah. So it was nice to be able to see that, to say, this is what, this is what worked. You can take this, you can literally throw it in the trash. I don't really care. Like, yeah, we're just giving you options. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the, the night and day difference between our kids. It's so funny. It is hilarious. Like you get them together and, and, you know, we're over here very, very shy and, reserved and quiet and very proper and, and my daughter is like <laughs> balls Let's the wall fucking go <laughs> she's 
she's like literally i feel like she is like what is that movie do you remember that daddy daycare yes where they like feed them all the sugar and they're like just running around like crazy (laughs) and just going nuts like that is that is my daughter like she's just zero to 100 all the time always into everything she is she's she's a daycare kid i mean i will say i was like and they're you know I think that's the an argument too, like mm-hmm. one of those things that's like, oh, you should get put them in daycare if you don't, da da da, da or oh, you can't put them in daycare, that's horrible, like mm-hmm. da, 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 you know, it's like there, there is no. I think that's the most important thing that you have to remember. There is no correct way to parent your child. There right. is no right way to do anything. It right. is all just what works for you as a family versus what works for someone else. Mm-hmm. Going back to the whole mom shaming thing and you started talking about daycare too. Um, I can't tell you how many times people have said Lane is not in daycare at all. And the most daycare he's ever gotten is if I go to work out and they have like childcare there. Yeah. The amount of people that have said not to me, but to other people. And th- those people have ultimately told me that people have said Oh, you've got to get that kid in daycare. He's not going to be smart. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So I try really hard to, and I, I do pride myself on the things that I sit down and I teach teach him. I mean, he he's very smart, and people who usually say that have never actually met him. Yeah. Yeah. So there, yeah, Lane's a really smart little yeah, kid. That was the that's the main. I think that's the main like mom shaming moment. I think I've dealt with over and over again yeah is that he's not in daycare i'm like he has the rest of his life to be yeah in school if it works for us right now then does it matter why do you care that's this is what bothers me why do you care what Mm -hmm. someone else is doing with their kid yeah Why, why do you care yeah if we and that's something that i will say i sometimes get jealous of is your whole family is here and how amazing what a blessing that is not jealous in like a bad way but like oh gosh i wish i had that right you know i'm being like i said being from alabama kenneth his family's from georgia we don't have any parents here our closest mm-hmm. relative is an hour away in brandenburg and that's my aunt and uncle and they are incredible i mean they will move mountains for us but they have their own kids and they have their own things that they have right. to worry about and you know, I mean, I had to quit my job. The um, I worked for the VA and I had to leave because I couldn't. It was just too much. I was mm-hmm. missing so much work because Maggie was getting sick. Things were going on. And, um, you know, it how what a blessing you have your family. If we had our family here, Maggie would not be in daycare. Right. She would be with my with right. my mom if they were but here. The thing is, is like, that's what works. Yeah. So in that's that's back to the whole there are so many different ways to parent a child. Yes. There are so many different ways yes. in today's time to be able to get that child from, you know, a.m. to p.m. Yeah. and put them to bed and yeah. make sure they're fed and survived they're and still breathing at the end of the day. Yes. The doctor told me one time the best advice I've ever received, and that is with your kids, you have to feed them and Feed them, make sure that they survive, and be more stubborn than them. Those are the only things, three yeah. things that you have to do. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the being more stubborn uh, than them is the hardest, the hardest part. The hardest thing because because yeah. you just, well, you want to give them everything. And it hurt, you know, like when they cry, you're just like, oh, 
yeah. hurts you. But then I have to remind myself, like, okay, I don't want to raise a kid who is a kid that nobody wants to be around. Right. And I'm like, okay, I got to hold strong, hold strong. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, being more stubborn than them, they're stubborn. Yeah. So stubborn. God. Like, this is the next step. Oh my gosh. But speaking of mom shaming, I feel like, like you said, daycare, my biggest one that I think I notice is I am not really scared of germs. Like mm-hmm. I don't like COVID. I was definitely more lax. I mean, I was definitely scared, but then as it kind of got on, I became a lot more lax because I just, I'm a nurse. Like mm-hmm. I deal with germ. I deal with this stuff every single day. And so I like we took Maggie out. Um, I took Maggie out to an event that we had and you were there mm-hmm. and um, there were a couple. There were two younger kids there and Maggie, gosh, she had to be like she was she was baby new, mm-hmm. very new. And um, she maybe was six, seven weeks old. And, um, the two, there was a, I think maybe a three-year-old and a five, maybe five and a six-year-old, I can't remember, younger kids. And they were playing with her and they were like touching her and like, and kids have, I mean, kids are dirty. Like they pick their nose and they, you know, who knows where they put their hands, but, um, they were so sweet. I mean, they just love, they were like, she, they just thought she was the greatest Mm -hmm. thing ever. And they were so, so excited. And somebody who was there, uh, was kind of made a comment to me like, wow, you're, uh, handling this a lot better than I would be handling it. And they didn't Mm -hmm. say it that bad. And I probably took it. I was very hormonal and like, but Mm -hmm. I probably took it maybe a little bit different than I did. But I remember calling you and crying and being like, I should have never brought her. What was I thinking? And then I just, in that moment, I, and you talked me off the ledge Mm -hmm. and I remember being like, germs are a part of life. Like you can't, you can't get away from them. You, and I guess just being a nurse, I deal with it so often that I'm like, I mean, it's what Mm -hmm. it it is, what it is. Kids get sick. Like it's part, part of it. And, and you know, that's the, that's funny that you, people say, that you should put Lane in daycare because I have people who make comments that, oh, your child's in daycare. Like yeah. she's gonna get sick. Like mm-hmm. she's gonna be around kids and all she's gonna do, she's gonna get sick. And that's so and it's like that's a part of life. Like yeah. what do you want? Yeah. Lane's gonna get sick when he starts going to kindergarten. Yeah. Like, going to preschool. So yeah. Get sick. yeah. Like I don't and but I just remember being feeling so like, oh my gosh, I should have never brought her. And it's like it, she was fine. Yeah. She was perfectly okay. She, yeah. She, she was fine. survived. Yeah. <laughs> She's we're still kicking. <laughs> like we're doing good. Um, uh, yeah. So Lane was born in 2020 in the heat of COVID. Like literally, I think the week before he was born, the hospital started letting visitors in, but they were two visitors at a time in the hospital. There were no waiting rooms. You could not, which that was actually very nice. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I, I would have been able to fan. do it without any visitors at all, but I think... Um, no, yeah, I think one visitor is... Yeah. My mom and his mom took shifts, basically, and my mom and, and Scott's mom, my husband, took shifts coming in um, to give us a little bit of sleep because Lane had um, some stomach issues after he was born, so he couldn't really lay flat, so he had to be held the whole time. Um, that on top of giving birth to a child and all of a sudden have to take care of this other like alien thing that you've never met before. It was, it's a lot. And, um, so we did have a couple visitors that we texted and said, Hey, you know, if you want to come, you're more than welcome. This is what's going on. 
Um, so we did have a couple of visitors, but they were all very, very close to us. Mm-hmm. Um, having a child in 2020 was by far, I think I still have PTSD oh, from I it. I can't imagine how isolating. Because that, speaking of like having a child, I feel like nobody talks about how hard those eight weeks after having your baby is. Mm-hmm. It is some of the m- most mentally draining exhausting i mean your hormones are all over i mean you're i cried multiple times a day every Mm -hmm. single day like just would ball my eyes out for no reason like because i was like she's gonna grow up and she's not gonna need me one day what am i gonna do (laughs) and just like crazy things like and how crazy that would have been to experience that during COVID where you're so isolated Mm -hmm. like you have no like that was the nice thing about how i had maggie in 2021 so COVID obviously still was a thing but was not quite not anywhere near what it was mm-hmm. when you had Lane yeah. and I oh my gosh I cannot imagine I mean when I had Lane I think restaurants were still closed Insane. and so I started I started with the whole being in my bubble not leaving my house and even to this day two and a half years later almost three years later I am still I'll be like oh yeah I'm gonna go do this let me find a sitter because I can't take him no, you can't. My stepmom told me one day, she, she was like, do you ever just like take him with you to like some things? And I'm like, no, I don't. Because in my mind, I'm still in the, I can't take him anywhere because yeah. I didn't for so long. Yeah. And when you had Maggie, I remember you saying, I think you were leaving a restaurant or something. And you were like, should I have not taken her to a restaurant? And I remember specifically telling yeah, you, I remember this, don't not take her because I am struggling to take him anywhere because I never did. Yeah. Cause once you start making your bubble a little bit smaller and a little bit smaller, it's very hard to get out of that. Yeah. I too like have a like fear. I have such an anxiety when I think about, I have like weird anxieties, but when I think about Maggie on a plane, I would rather drive 15 hours somewhere than to put Maggie on a plane with, See, with her. I'm, t- I'm, I'm terrified. Because, <laughs> like, you're on this plane. and like, But I think it's this thought of, like, oh, well, my kid can't. They can't. Nobody has to know that my child's here. Like, they right. can come, but they can't be loud. They can't yell. They can't mm-hmm. do anything that um, they can't do anything except just exist and be quiet. And yes. it's like, no, kids are like sorry that if you go out in public and sorry kids are there yeah they have a right Mm -hmm. to be there too well pre-covid i think the it was always um kids should be seen and not heard yes yes but now ever since covid well i don't know if it's really necessarily like covid i feel like covid Mm -hmm. changed a lot of things in the world but i guess now that i am a a parent myself i understand that no it's not necessarily kids should be seen and not heard it's they're going to be seen. They're going to be heard. You just get ready. Yeah. Yeah. You just, <laughs> just get ready for them. Well, and I think it's just, I don't know. It's that thought that your child is like disrupting someone. And I think you definitely want to be cognizant of that for a hundred percent. Like yeah. there's nothing worse than, you know, a child flipping out and it's like, okay, can, you know, this has been going on for 20 minutes. Like, yeah. Can we maybe yeah. try to fix this? But I, you know, I think, every now and then it's like kids are just going to have meltdown like that's mm-hmm. they're that's what they are i mean they just mm-hmm. do it all the time and it's like you can't expect parents to just while they're out in public well we're just this is never going to happen yeah like they're going to oh, be perfect yeah, they're gonna and be it's, perfect. yeah, it's like yeah. It's, everything's going to go great and it's like no they're gonna 
act like animals. I honestly think social media, all that stuff is just trash. Like I think it's so bad for you. I mean, and I'm on it way more Mm -hmm. than I should be, but you know, it doesn't really do very much for you. I think it's, it, it helped perpetuates that whole, you know, I think mom shaming is happens out in like when you're out and when you're doing stuff, but also too, it happens by looking on the internet. I was like, Mm -hmm. I watched videos of, all these moms who make their kids these gourmet meals every single day and they like cut out their kids fruit and stars and hearts and (laughs) their kid eats like a totally balanced meal and I'm like feeding her chicken fingers and it's like you know so then you feel like oh my gosh I should like make my kids food like I you know I had this whole idea when I became a parent I was gonna make her baby food like oh my god 10 out of 10 (laughs) gonna make that baby food baby like I was in it to win it yeah that did not happen (laughs) i was just fighting for survival every day like working and and i think it's just you know you you tell you know you beat yourself up because you're like well i should you know your kid's gonna come out fine like if you feed them homegrown if you grow vegetables out of your garden and puree them for your baby every day your baby could still grow up to be a crack addict (laughs) like it doesn't it, it, I don't think it really makes a difference. To be no, honest. I don't think so. I don't think it makes a difference at the end of the day. And you know what? I'm just Lane does not eat a single green anything. He okay. I take that back. He likes green beans. Yeah, and that is it. So green beans, the way that he likes them, they are not healthy for you. <laughs> They're not good for you at all. But a, a broccoli, he knows what broccoli is. Um. Corn is his favorite vegetable. Does absolutely nothing for you. It tastes delicious. Oh, it's it's wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. um, My kid does not eat vegetables. I am just going to say it right now. Go ahead. Judge me if you want. My kid does not eat vegetables. My in-laws watch Lane a lot. Like, you know, they they just love. They live out on a farm. So he'll go out there. and so nice. He, um, and so he loves it. So he'll go out there and spend the night and a lot of the times recently for breakfast, they have been giving him waffles with ice cream on top. Oh, for would, breakfast? For I breakfast. Love it. I love would it. Would I give my kid waffles <laughs> with ice cream on top? Hell no. Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. I would yeah. never in my household do that. Do I judge people that do that? Absolutely not. Yeah. Like, but not my kid. Not my kid. Not my I household. I don't want to deal with I the, don't, yeah, I don't the want, high that could. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I don't. Is, but if they want to give him ice cream for breakfast yeah. and you want to deal with the high, yeah. that is on that, you. Yeah, that's that's how I, like, my parents, they are, Maggie cannot cry. Like, it is not, it is not allowed for her to cry <laughs> in their home. It doesn't, like, that, they lose their mind. And I'm so blessed because my parents watch Maggie whenever they can, but... Um, that's like not allowed. So when we, when she goes to visit her, her Gigi and her, uh, granddaddy, they, she sleeps in a pack and play. Well, she's not like pack and play. <laughs> so she winds up in their bed every second. Cause they just can't, I'm like, well, yeah. then we just have to let her cry it out. And they, they, they can't, they will it, yeah. not do it. And I'm like, whatever it is. That's what grandparents are for. Yeah. It's for exactly. stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's. Not, I, you know, cause I mean, usually the first night when she comes back is like absolutely miserable. Cause she has to sleep in her own bed and she's like, what the <laughs> hell was this? 
like just like I can sign up for this lady. But my parents yeah. cannot like she will she cry for like five minutes and they're like I can't handle it I can't <laughs> handle it I gotta they're like yeah she's sleeping in our bed I'm like oh my gosh <sighs> but you gotta love it I mean I I I have the best 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 relationship with my grandparents so um, oh, same yeah same. I just I, my like grandparents are like yeah, yeah they my idols yeah exactly love and them. um I just like I I told my father-in-law the other day I was like I am absolutely obsessed with my grandparents so like I love watching yeah. Lane create that bond yeah and um I just you know I hope one day that when he gets older he is, obs- is obsessed with his grandparents and he's very lucky because he's got three sets of grandparents oh that's nice and they all are very different yeah um so I just love watching him with his grandparents but I think uh, you know moving on from all of that um I do want to talk about and really touch on um losing your identity in being a parent because it is so easy to yeah. get so wrapped oh, yeah. up in every single thing because it's a lot it is yeah well and you feel like I think your identity chain, like you're so wrapped up in the the life of this this new living thing that you're just trying mm-hmm. to keep alive and you're trying to just do everything that you can for them. And it's it's just overwhelming. Yeah. It becomes all encompassing. Like you're just mm-hmm. like, I can't think about anything but this little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was on TikTok the other day and this girl was saying or this lady was saying um I don't know how she says that people talk about all the time how they wake up early they wake up before their kids they get their me time in they do ABCD whatever it is to get them started on their day and she was like I don't understand how people do that or why people do that she said I want to sleep to the last minute because once my kids wake up it's like she's like I'm already sleep deprived yeah so losing more sleep is just not something that I ever want to experience and I get that because I I go in phases where I'm like I don't want to get up until Lane gets up because I I know my day is about to start and I know it's about to be hectic yeah I'm tired already before he even wakes up but when the days that I do that are the days that I get lost and I get very frustrated and by the time by the time it's close to bedtime I'm done like I cannot take anymore because my whole identity that 24 hours has been being a mom Mm -hmm. nothing outside of that and it's exhausting yeah um so I just I see a lot of times especially new moms or younger moms with kids who are toddler age or around get just lost in just being a mom there's nothing outside the house or there's no hobbies there's no you are a mom from sun up to sundown and that is it yeah yeah and that's I think like I mean and and I think you have to do what is right for you and whatever works for you and that and you know it is what it is but I do think that Uh, that's something I learned from my mom is my mom was a stay-at-home mom didn't do anything except raise us and um I think she struggled with it when we got older like when we Mm -hmm. left and you know she empty nested I think it was really really hard for her very Mm -hmm. very hard for her and I just kind of learned that I want I think it's healthy for moms to have something outside of their child that yes. is theirs, like mm-hmm. something that they can feel proud of. Like that's why I'm so grateful for cycle bar because, mm-hmm. and 
my career as a nurse. Like it does make me feel good to have something that isn't my kid. Right. And, but cycle bar is for me, working out is yeah. my, that's my sanctuary. Like that mm-hmm. is what I do for myself. And I mean, I'm a big proponent of working just like you are mm-hmm. of working out, whether you, what, who cares what you do, just get out yeah. and work out. Like it mm-hmm. is, I, I think there's such a thought that working out is for losing weight and you know, it, it's obviously for, you know, it, it does bring certain things, but I work out for my mental health. Like Same. I work out because that for 45 minutes, all I have to do is think about exactly what I'm doing right now. Yep. And I just feel so good after, like, mm-hmm. I just feel like, okay, I accomplished something. Like I feel really mm-hmm. good. I feel new. I have a lot of energy. And so, but I do think it's very important because you can get lost in your spouse and your your child and just kind of forget to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, the whole 45 minutes, an hour, whatever it is of working out, I put my phone down and the mm. only thing I have to worry about is how hard I want to push myself in that moment. Yeah. And what I'm going to benefit from making this change at this point yeah. of the class or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And I'm not thinking about did my kid eat a vegetable today? Yeah. Did my, you know, when was the last time I pooped? That's yeah. Oh, gosh, that's always I'm like, wait, when has she pooped yet? <laughs> like, how long has it been? Yeah. That's like my one thing I forget. Well, yeah. I forget about a lot of things, but that is the one thing that I will literally sit back and be like, I will wake up in the middle of the night, like, did you poop? Like, what was the last, <laughs> last time she pooped? That's one thing I didn't know about like, being a mom that I would be so obsessed with someone else's poop schedule. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, you're like, yeah, it's important, I think, to, and I think this is something I feel like I see a lot, and I experience it a lot, of especially working 12-hour shifts as a nurse, I basically will go, like, when I, if I work three on, like, I go three days basically without seeing her, I work 3 p.m. to 3 a.m., so... I will go that stretch of I'll literally when I get home from work, I'll peek in and she's sleeping and I just look at her, make sure she's breathing. And then I go to bed, you know, like yeah. so that's like for basically three days. That's my interaction with her. And mm-hmm. I think we as parents, you can beat yourself up and you can feel really guilty about not seeing your kids or not being around your kids or thinking, oh, my gosh, I have. OK, I'm going to go work out for an hour. Well, then I have to drive there and then I have to do this. Then, I, you know, and you think, gosh, I should probably just stay home because I my kids been at daycare all day or you know, I've been running around. They've been with their grandparents. I haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not going to see them for another hour. And it's like, but you it's okay. Like it's yeah. okay to take that time for yourself. It's okay to you. This is something that people say a lot. You can't pour from an empty cup and it's right. so true. Yeah. You cannot, if you don't give yourself that time, you're not about, they're not a, hey, they're not going to be like, remember that one time you went to work out and you didn't hang out, you know, <laughs> like your kids are not going to, but they are going to know when you come home and you're happy, they're yeah. going to see that. And they're going to say, mm-hmm. wow. Like I, you know, remember as a kid the times when my parents were happy and the times when they weren't you know I mean I just think you have to pour into yourself as well Mm -hmm. as also pour into your kids but yeah you got to take that time you can't you know you can't just be all your kids as much as you want to be yeah so yes I I don't think we could say that loud enough is be be who you are and let being a mom enhance who you are not be the only thing that you are having 
outside outlets mm-hmm. is really a good and it doesn't thing. have to be I mean obviously like we're gonna preach working out because that's what works for us yeah. but it doesn't have to be working out I know my husband's like really big in, into photography he's not a huge fitness person yeah he loves to hunt and he loves to fish and for him that's his that's his outlet he'll go sit in the woods or yeah. go fishing or take his camera to the park and take pictures of ducks Aww, and stuff yeah. like <laughs> ducks and stuff <laughs> Which he's a, I'm going to brag on him for a little bit. He's phenomenal at photography. He is really, really good. (laughs) I followed an Instagram account the other day. Well, then this was like months ago. And I was like, wow, these are some really good photos. It was Scott. I was like, (laughs) wait, I was like, who took these? I was like, wow, it was like some some fancy ass sporting Instagram. And I was like, man, these are like really pretty. Like who did this? And I was like, oh, this is Scott. I know. He's 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 really really good. good. So that's his outlet. So it doesn't always have to be, you know, working out or anything. Yeah. It could it could be just find something that works for you that makes you stop everything and kind of kind of just shut your brain off of certain yeah. things. It could be reading. It could be, yeah. you know, Sarah always talks about her baths. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what a weirdo. Yeah. Sarah's not a mom yet. Hopefully, you know, hopefully that'll be coming. Yeah, hopefully we'll soon. Be changing that. We'll um, see. You know, after she gets married. Get but. ready. <laughs> or or you do like me and do it before you get married. <laughs> there you go. You yeah, know. I don't think that's something we really talked about either. Yeah, um, no, that's, uh, well, my husband and I, we're married now, but um, we met on Bumble, and I think we had known each other for three weeks, and I got pregnant. We didn't know, though, for, I think, like, eight or nine weeks i Mm -hmm. think i figured out oh okay this is different but um (laughs) yeah we just kind of got thrown into and he's incredible and it it worked out and it doesn't work out for everyone that way um but we got lucky yeah your all story is literally just like i don't think you could have written a better story for Uh, the two of you all i don't know i feel (laughs) like my parents could (laughs) have <laughs> if they could change, then I'm like, well, this is how you're supposed to do this. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, like, look at yeah, how it amazing yeah, it all worked out how mm-hmm. it was supposed to. And I think, I think, you know, I feel that God works in mysterious ways. And I think maybe that was him being like, look, like, this is, mm-hmm. this is where your life is going, lady. Buckle yeah. up. Like, <laughs> you know, you don't have a choice in this matter. No, it's <laughs> Uh, like for us I had a very traditional this is how my life is gonna go mm-hmm. and it just yeah it did not mm-hmm. go I think that's with parenting you can plan that's something I've learned with parenting you can plan to the cow I mean you can plan every step of uh, this is my child's gonna do this they're gonna do that my birth is gonna look like this mm-hmm. I'm gonna feed my kid this and it they yeah. no it doesn't matter yeah. it doesn't matter it's gonna go however it's supposed to go whatever's supposed to happen is gonna happen and you just throw all your plans in the toilet mm-hmm. and just yeah just don't even don't even look at those things because I when we got to the hospital when I was in labor they asked me what my birth plan was and I was like to get this baby out <laughs> that's it (laughs) and I think the nurse hugged me (laughs) I was very I wanted a natural birth like I was like I no pain medicine I want natural I want vaginal like was so like this is what my plan is gonna look like and I had a hard time I had a c-section and Mm -hmm. it was I mean and I did tell my doctor I was like I trusted him like Mm -hmm. when they said c-section I was not like hell like yeah. I was very like if that's what you think that's what we're gonna yeah. be you know I was very I told my doctor the whole time I was like I'm not like 
I really want this for myself, but if it doesn't go that way, I'm okay. So right. I think you have to be very flexible. I think, yes. Yeah. I, think I was very much flexibility. I was like epidural 100%. Like, I think I had two contractions. I was like, put it in me. Give me the epidural. <laughs> it was, dude, once I got that stuff, I was like, I was so, I think why I didn't want an epidural is because I was so scared of the needle. I was like, I don't want to get that thing in my spine. I was like, yeah. hell no. I never saw the needle. So no, I didn't see it. Yeah. And I didn't even feel it. Yeah. No. I literally was no nothing. Yeah. I was like, I went through all this pain. Yeah. For, to, because I was scared of that. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, yeah. yeah, it's just hard because people have so many plans and everything and, yes. and there's, and I've planned everything. I mean, my even like we scott and i dated for six years we got engaged we got married we had the house for a couple of years we were married for a few years and then we decided let's have let's start trying for a baby we had a baby we actually had a miscarriage like right off the bat um i think i was like 10 weeks pregnant it was the oh, worst I, experience yeah. ever Horrible. um i mean i i was teaching classes with like in the midst of miscarrying and because it was the only thing that kept me sane. Yeah. The only thing. I think I subbed out one class, and that's because I was in the hospital the night before. Ugh. And um, and I don't think I've ever really talked about that. I've yeah. talked about miscar having a miscarriage. But for me, my sanity during all of that was to keep moving. Just yeah. keep going. Because the second I stopped is when, like, the tidal wave came. Yeah. And I, you know, I think about people who have m multiple miscarriages. And I, I just... I I don't know how, but I think it just goes to show how strong women are. Yeah, like what incredibly amazing creatures that women are. That mm -hmm. you can have something so horrible happen to you and still, you know, decide that okay, well, yeah. just you know, let's what you know, how do we how do we come back from this? How do mm -hmm. we you know? And God knew. I'm a very firm believer in God having a plan for your life, mm -hmm. and God knew that Lane was the little boy that I was supposed to have. Yeah. Yeah. My outlook on life is that my journey is mine and mm -hmm. I should remain strong and confident that my journey was meant for me. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, it's mine. Yeah. And I preach that a lot and I tell it, you know, anybody I'm like, this is unfortunately what you have been dealt. Yeah. You should be confident that you are, this is what was meant for you yeah. and have have the confidence that you can get through this yeah and so that kind of taught me that this is what's meant for me and that's okay I think to having kids it has made me like my mom I always obviously have been very close to my mom and like mm -hmm. love my mom with every like she is my number one but I just like look at her and I'm like, you're a bad bitch. Like <laughs> yeah. you are just grade A, 100%. Like you are, because I mean, what women go through, like what yeah. we deal with and you know, your body, the changes, like, mm -hmm. like talking about losing yourself while, you know, after you have a kid, I struggled because when I had, after I had my daughter, I had this hideous C-section scar I had, you know, my body was stretched and changed and I had all these hormones and I went from being somebody who was very strong, very, I mean, I would work out multiple times a day. I was like, before I got pregnant, I was, when I work out, I'm like zero to, I'm like, I am there in it to win it. Like I want to give a hundred percent of my effort. Mm -hmm. And when you're pregnant, you can't really do that. You kind of right. have to slow down. And 
I obviously gained weight and just like looking at myself in the mirror, I was like, I don't even know who I am anymore. And that was the hardest thing I think I had to deal with was just seeing a body that I didn't recognize and seeing, um, not being as strong as I used to be. That was really, really difficult. And Mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, it's like, but then you look at what you've done, like, look at, you know, you, you grew a human, created them in your body, and then you gave birth to them. Like how, how much stronger, you know, can you get than that? Yeah. So I think it's just, I don't know. It's, it's easy to get lost. It's very easy. And there was a lot of times that I would like compare because you know comparison is just Uh, one of the things and you would compare yourself to these 20 year olds who have abs for days and I'm like back yeah Yeah, their body just yeah right back (laughs) well for me it was like I had to tell myself like some of these girls that I'm comparing myself to they don't even have kids yeah I'm like, I have a, a whole ass yeah. human. Yeah. Yeah. I created that. Do you yeah. see that thing right there? Yeah. I made it. Well, thank you so much for. Of course. Joining me and filling in the spot for Sarah while she's getting married. Um, Congrats, Sarah. Yeah.